This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my wife, Tacey, the professional WebEx attendee. Hello, Tacey. Hello. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the Internet. If you have a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347 poohhead Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical stu- news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine, where we make no money. But we do have Bristol stool scale mugs there that are quite humorous. Must-haves. And uh, I just got my flatus flutes from flatusflute.com. Um, old, um, our friend uh, Dan Tech on uh, Twitter. Yeah, makes those, and he's a Canadian, but, you know, the shipping isn't too bad to send a few flatus flutes out. So go to flatusflute.com to check those out. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, physician, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, very good. Uh, don't forget, tis the season. Check out stuff.drsteve.com. Um, that's the biggest thing that helps us. If we've ever entertained you even for a minute uh, or, a second you know, even. people ask us, you know, what can we do? And it's just use stuff.drsteve.com to click through to Amazon. That helps us more than anything. Check out our uh, wine club at wine.drsteve.com. It's Naked Wines. It's really cool. I just bought another case of $250 Woo-hoo! worth of wine for Tasty for 80 bucks. 
So uh, it's fantastic. And tweakedaudio.com for excellent stocking stuffers or Hanukkah gifts or Kwanzaa gifts or Boxing Day. Do they give gifts at Boxing Day? I don't even know in Canada. Who knows? Um, but uh, tweakedaudio.com has the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere for real. Use offer code FLUID to get 33% off. And then if you want to lose weight with me uh, and get to your ideal body weight, go to Noom, N O O M, dot drsteve.com. Psychology program, not a diet. It works. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm going on my second year now, and uh, it's become a lifestyle for me, and I love it. So uh, you can just sign up for three months and just do the three-month program, and you'll get everything out of it that uh, you really need to. So check it out at noom.drsteve.com. You get two weeks free and 20, 20% off if you decide to, to buy the three-month program. And it's not expensive. And uh, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. So, yeah, Mr. No-Show today. Yeah, that's true. I'm trying not to do as many ads, but uh, the system that we're on now does like three ads before we start and then five in the middle and then two at the I end. I mean, uh, it's a lot. It, so I'm really on the on the ads that I'm reading. I'm trying to get them to under a minute. It's hard to do when you have this copy. I'm just telling everybody I feel your pain. But um, if you check out the ads, we're actually, you know, I'm, they they ask me if I'm cool. And so if I'm reading it, it's something that I'm cool with. So check those things out if you don't mind. But I know it's intrusive, but we it really it's just the way things are in 2020, and I, I can't think of a, a you know a better platform to do it on. And I appreciate the fact people want to advertise on our show. Absolutely. Now the ones that don't feature my voice, those are things that are put in by the network, and I don't have any control over those. But check them out too. But check for sure the ones that uh, that I'm reading. I have at least uh, vetted to some extent, and there are a bunch of them that I turn down because they're goofy. Or they don't make sense. Okay. So um, how are you doing this week? I am okay. I mean, last week, I even uh, called, I think I called the podcast Coming Undone because I had my spinal stenosis. I had shingles. I was cursing the Shingrix vaccine. Um, I was going to have to have dental implants. And this week, Meh, nah. I'm fine. So I'm totally how, fine. How are your shingles? We, I've not heard you fuss about them lately. Well, that's because they completely went away after two days, which is, an, uh, you know, I was, I was jokingly cursing the Shingrix vaccine last time because it did. When I got it, that's the vaccine for shingles for people in my age group. And um, it, you know, it hurt in my arm a little bit. That wasn't bad, but I just felt like crap for four days, you know, low grade fever, aches and pains all over. Uh, And my thing was, it's worth doing that to not get shingles in your freaking eye. Mm -hmm. And uh, then when I got shingles, because I'm so freakishly stressed out at work right now, that uh, I was kind of pissed. But then you know, even then, if you remember last week, I said, still get your shot. It's still, I still highly recommend it because it's 96% effective. I just happened to be in that 4%. But literally within two days, it was done. Now, the skin had to still heal from where the lesions were, but I had no pain, no itching, no nothing. So I am once again uh, a huge proponent of the Shingrix vaccine because I've been doing 
medicine for 35 years, never once seen a, a, a shingles outbreak act like this. So I'm going to give Shingrix um, a little uh, applause. Well, good. Where's Scott? Oh, no. Why? Were you worried because now you have to talk? I have to pull my weight, and I don't like it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Well, you pull your weight very well. Mm-hmm. You're one. Of, actually, Tacey's one of the strongest women I've ever met, and it's not like she's some hulking bruiser, but she— <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you're not. I mean, that's—you know, that's, I guess that's a compliment, um, that you're not a hulking bruiser. It's like— you know, that one of those backhand comments, well, you don't sweat much for a fat girl, <laughs> which I, would, of course, would never say to you because that, but you know what I mean? That's one of the, an mm-hmm. example of I one sweat, of those. I sweat, you wouldn't say that because I do sweat a lot for a fat girl. Well, you're not a fat girl. That's oh, yes, the whole point. You are not. You're, you're, you're uh, Zoftig. Mm-hmm. Zoftig is different. Um, so, What does that mean? Uh, curvy. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what buxom. I, you know, that's what I like. <laughs> so um, now, now, what the hell? Now I'm I'm distracted. What was I talking about? I don't know. Oh wait. Oh yes, because Tacy, unbeknownst to most people, works out four or five days a week with this guy that is a hulking bruiser, and um, she is incredibly physically strong. And um, I remember one time, I guess we were wrestling. Maybe it was foreplay. I doubt it. Though. No, it Just wasn't. Statistically, it probably wasn't foreplay. And you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I couldn't get out of this, whatever this damn grip you had. I was very impressed. You were mad, too. I, I wasn't mad. I was like, oh, my God, I can't get out of this. <laughs> School, you could have had your way with me, but of course you chose not yeah. to, which is fine. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Well, I'm not a proponent of rape. So. No, 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 no. Um, it would have been consensual, though, so it would have been okay <laughs> in that case. But anyway, um, yeah, I know you're like Bonnie's. We shouldn't talk about such things on the on the on the radio show. But um, so um, anyway, yeah, I'm a proponent. And why were we talking about that? Why I don't about, have. Oh, because you're a proponent of shingrits because yes. your shingles did not last. They only lasted a couple of days. That's right. But I don't know how we veered into how strong you are. I don't know. Stupid. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I keep thinking, well, maybe I have dementia. Because, but it, what it really is is it's anxiety and stress that causes my brain to just derail. Well, I think we are all under. Yeah. Stress that we don't even we've been under for what nine months now, yeah. And it, it it just we're we're living with it the best way we can, and we don't even realize what's going on, yeah. you know. I got yeah. the eye twitches, <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, I, all kinds of crazy things. I'm too high functioning to uh, have dementia at this point, but the you know, I do you know get distracted really, but that's my the adult ADD. But with the stress and stuff, you know, um, I remember taking an IQ test once and I did bad on one section. And the woman said, that's from anxiety. It was a memory section. And um, if you have anxiety or if you're stressed, what will happen is you'll you'll have a train of thought and then you'll start ruminating about whatever it is you're anxious about. And when you do that, it kicks that train of thought. You know, it derails it, and then it's hard to come back to it sometimes. Some people's brains will allow them to be distracted and then come right back to where they were before. Mine doesn't do that. Mine doesn't either. So I always sound like I'm 
you know, high on on a, you know, I'm smoking a J, man, like the kids said in the 60s. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> what were we talking about again? I mean, that's what I feel like all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net and um, check out drsteve.com. I guess I said that already. So you have some... Uh, some things. So I'm, yeah, my spinal stenosis hadn't hurt me all week. Not, I, I walk around, I get a little numbness in the top of my foot. That's it. No pain. Good. And my tooth, nothing. I'm not going to have that damn implant until I have to have it. So I'm not having it removed. Everything's fine. Everything that was wrong with me last week is fine this week. Okay. Now that you said that. Totally fine. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. All right. So what do you got? Okay. So there's some mysterious illness in India. Yeah, so people were freaking out. It's like, oh, this is just what we need. The 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 COVID-19 vaccine is coming out. We our understanding is we're going to have our first doses for frontline people like December 18th. What about family members of frontliners? Don't know about that. I don't that'll they'll be in there in the mix somewhere, but the it's going to be the Well, will they though? Because I've... at some point. Yeah. I mean, in your job, you're exposed to people, so you will get it and your company will get it. But, you know, I was talking to our friend, the friendly pharmacist, uh, who we call Marcus, but that's not his real name. Uh, and he said that they're, they've already gotten notification they're going to get a supply. They are? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm assuming that they'll just, hey, we got vaccine, come get it. And they'll give it until they don't have any. Really? Until they get their next batch. Yeah. Now, I don't know when they're going to get it. I do know that my employer uh, sent out an email saying, if you're on the front line, you've been exposed to COVID people. And, you know, we're my team, we're in there every single day. Uh, matter of fact, we had one team member that is out with COVID-19 who got it at work. Um, uh, they said December 18th is when we're going to get our first dose. So when will you find out that you got the vaccine or not? Okay, so by the time people hear this, the FDA may have done the final approval for Pfizer's vaccine. And my understanding is we will hear within a day after they they um, approve it that they'll unblind the study so that people who got placebo will be notified so they can get the vaccine. Okay. So good. I already called the researchers. I said, look, you know, it's mandatory for me to get the vaccine. I need to know if I need to get it or not. So I'm waiting for a call back from them. Okay. I still feel like I got it, but, I, you know, placebos can be a funny thing. And the antibody test was negative. My antibody test was negative, but then I've had other people say, that well, this one generates different antibodies than they're testing for. So I don't know. I don't know what's true, and I can't. I've done, believe me, I've done a bunch of attempts to find out. But I didn't want to do anything unethical to unblind the study. So I kind of uh, just let it go because I knew pretty soon I'd know the real answer. Well, I want the vaccine. There are so yeah. many people who do not want it. There are so many people. We have a lot of questions about it coming. And, All right. Um, one of the questions that I talked about on Jim and Sam, I was on there for, I don't know, a half hour uh, this week. And I'm sure it won't make the best of, but go listen to it uh, on demand, uh, is the, this idea that this thing was rushed to market. 
This is not true. This thing made it to market in record time, but that doesn't mean that it was rushed. And the reason is that, number one, they've been working on mRNA vaccines for decades. Veterinarians been using them. This is just the first one for humans that's been approved for use. They've had other mRNA vaccines that were developed and never hit the market because MERS and SARS uh, just didn't turn into global pandemics. Thank God. And um, the, it's so much easier to make an mRNA vaccine than it is to make a regular vaccine. So let's just talk for two seconds. Well, it's going to be longer than that for a couple of minutes about how they make a regular vaccine. So how do you do that? You, you First, you have to identify a protein that when you block it with an antibody, it will prevent the disease. On, on other viruses, this is not the easiest thing to do. So first you have to identify it. Now you have to purify that protein because you have to sequence it. you got to know the amino acid sequence so that you know how to make a DNA strand that will code for it. So a lot of times they'll use DNA. So now you have to painstakingly make a DNA strand that will code for that protein so that when you it's implanted in an organism, they will make that protein. And now you got to take a stupid bacterium or some single-cell organism and splice this into their DNA so that now they're going to, when they reproduce, they'll pass that down to the further generations so that when they're reproducing in the vat that you have them in, they will make tons of this protein. And as you feed them and they continue to reproduce, they will make more and more of this protein, right? And then you have to um, uh, get a sample of that and make sure that it's making the right protein. And then you have to take it and inject it into people and make sure that it's actually going to produce a, an immune response that you want to block this virus. Mm -hmm. Then you've got these giant vats that are full of uh, bacterial food, bacterial shit, bacterial dead bodies, and all kinds of other just crap that you get whenever you have bacteria growing in a vat, and you have to find these proteins and purify them. And um, you have to purify them to the point where there's no antigens in there that could, that could harm people. That's why when they grow these things in cell culture on egg protein, some people who are allergic to eggs will have an allergic reaction. Okay. So anyway, so that's the process. That can take years to do. And it, it, it ain't easy. And that's just to get to the point where you could do a phase one, two, and three trial. You haven't even got there yet. It is, all of this shit has to be done just to make the vaccine so that you can then do a trial on it. With the mRNA vaccine, I, I know you're too young, Tacey, because I, I did, you know, marry a woman who's quite a bit younger than me, but which, you know, is... Give yourself a bill! Just give that to myself. <laughs> um that back in the day, we used to program computers using punch cards. And you'd have the stack of punch cards, and each punch card would have a single instruction to the computer on it. And mRNA is kind of like that, or it's like a, you know, a computer program in the sense that every – there are these uh, things called nucleotides. They're sugars with little other pieces on them. 
and um, there's four of them, and you can mix them up so that every three nucleotides codes for a different amino acid. Oh, you're getting in there deep now. Okay, sorry. So just think of it this way. There are each, each three of these sugars, uh, and you can do it in a bunch of different combinations, will code for a protein. It's like an instruction to, for the computer. And that's all this is, just a string of instructions. Here's how you make this protein. And when you, uh, a really cool video for people who are so inclined, go online and uh, go to YouTube and Google or search for a, um, a, an animation of mRNA transcription or, or um, protein manufacture with mRNA or something like that. You will see these little miniature machines. And there's a, these things called ribosomes, and there's two l- l- globes, and the mRNA goes in there, and then the ribosomes do some maneuvers on them and, 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 and step the mRNA through there three, uh, you know, three steps at a time to read these uh, instructions on how to make these proteins. And then the amino acids come in and attach, and it's the most – it's magic. This is a microscopic – well, a nanomachine – that was designed way before, you know, mi- millions of years ago, maybe even billions of years ago, before we even had any concept, before there was any concept in this universe about what a machine is, much less a nano machine. It's incredible to watch this happen. And then, uh, so this mRNA strand can be synthesized in the lab. You know it codes for the protein that you want, so you do have to still do that part. And uh, you can just synthesize this and amplify it in a vat, and there's no impurities. It's just mRNA. Then you stick it in some lipid, little lipid uh, globs to keep it safe, and you inject that. The mRNA goes into your cells, and then the cells go, well, here's a piece of messenger RNA. I guess we better transcribe that, and then that makes the protein. And then the protein is then expressed on the surface of the cell. That's the vaccine. So to make a, a, you know, too long didn't read type um, statement about this, the mRNA is instructions to your body on how to make the body make the vaccine. Yes. Okay. Okay. That is incredible. That is an incredible idea. When I first heard about it, it was like, of course, why weren't we doing this all along? Um, the problem is keeping the the mRNA uh, from denaturing, which means just falling apart. And so they put it inside these globs of of fat, little microscopic globs of fat, and you have to keep those um, st- stable. And that's where this temperature crap comes in, where the Pfizer vaccine has to be. Uh, transported at this incredibly cold temperature. And the only reason that that's true is that they weren't effing around. Pfizer said, we're not even going to test it at higher temperatures. We know that you'll be stable at these. And once they did, once they committed to that, they couldn't then market it at a higher temperature. You, you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you, if you only test your drug on women, you can only market it to women. You can't say, yeah, this will work in guys too. And that's just the way the FDA works. So their thing is coming to market at this low temperature. Moderna's vaccine is coming to market at a higher temperature. They're very similar technologies. And it may be that Pfizer down the road will do the second set of experiments to see what the lowest temperature uh, uh, they can keep this thing stable at. And they may come out later and say, well, yeah, minus 10 degrees is perfectly fine. 
We just weren't screwing around when we did this. Mm-hmm. So, um, so bottom line, not rushed. Absolutely not it's rushed. Different. It's, it's different. If it, you didn't understand any of the last, I don't know, 45 was minutes it really? of what he said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bottom line, it's different. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. And it's much easier to make these. It's way easier to just make a strand of mRNA, inject it into your body, and make your body make the vaccine instead of trying to make some other organism make the vaccine, purify it, and stick it in you. Mm-hmm. It's just so much simpler. You're cutting out the middleman, the stupid one-celled creature. Well, you could have just said that. Well, I know, but I, I know. Our, our um, audience is pretty sophisticated, but I just want people to understand the beauty of the science behind this and that we're not bullshitting. This was not rushed to market. Now, do we have long-term data on this? No, we do not. And so could it become I am legend? It's possible, highly unlikely. One of the things I talked to Jim and Sam about was They've only tested this in 20,000 people because the, 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 the phase three trial was 20,000 placebos, 20,000 vaccine patients, right? So you can, if you have an illness that, or, or an adverse event that's serious that is in one in 10 people, then you would have picked that up pretty quickly. Uh, but if it's what if it's one in a thousand people? Well, that's that's interesting because um, they're now saying to not take the vaccine if you do have um, serious allergic reactions to things. Okay, yeah. So there I heard is, that on the news today. There are people with with illnesses like Parsonage Turner syndrome. That's what they're talking about. Those those are people that get some really wild adverse reactions, usually first time to maybe a vaccine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they're counseled not to take vaccines. But if you just have, you know, allergic rhinitis like I do, that wouldn't stop you from doing it. But um, they um, so if you have something that causes one in a thousand people to have an adverse reaction, you might only see 20 people when you're only doing 20,000. Uh, uh are you there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. So when you uh, you would only have maybe twenty cases, and it could be more or less because that's just statistics. But what if it's one in ten thousand? Now maybe you're only going to have two. Maybe you won't have any. It's possible if you rolled a ten thousand sided dice that you know a certain number would never would not come up um, twice. So uh, there's a possibility we wouldn't see those. So we will see those in post-marketing when we start treating a million people or, you know, and now a hundred million people and then a billion people. Uh, What if it's one in a million? Then we would not have expected to see it at all in this episode. But uh, if we do 350 million people in this country, we'd expect to see around 300 cases, 300 to 350 cases of whatever it is. Still very rare. The risk to the person is very low. The risk to society is is not trivial. So that that's the the caveat to this is we don't know what the long term effects of this is going to be. There's no way we could know. We do know what the long term effect of not doing it mm-hmm. is is more of this bullshit. More of this bullshit. So if we get fifty five percent of people, fifty five fifty six percent of people to take the vaccine. We will be at the threshold of herd immunity. And we talked about this a little bit last week. So if you are one of those ones, if you are one of the people who takes the vaccine, yeah. um, 
then you don't have to necessarily worry about it anymore? Pretty much. I mean, it's 94% uh, uh, effective in the clinical trial, and it was 100% effective against people going to uh, the ICU and dying. Okay. So um, you wouldn't, I mean, of course, you would still wear your mask and, and things until the herd yeah. immunity is decided, but, you know, just, just to be polite, but you don't have to necessarily worry about it. Right. You would okay. worry about it a lot less. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you remember that year I got influenza, I had the vaccine, and I had gotten exposed to the flu mist vaccine that year, too, because of the boys. And still got it, but I am i didn't die. I was fine in a day, you know. Mm-hmm. I was sick as crap for a day, but then I was okay. So um, people may still get it, and so you still want to be careful, and we want to be careful anyway. But, yeah, you're right. And, but, listen, just hitting the threshold of herd immunity isn't going to be enough because then we're at that point where one person's going to infect 0.9 people. That's what herd immunity means when we're at the threshold. So 1,000 people would infect 900, which would infect 810, which would affect 720, multiply that times, you know, a million. And um, you, you've still got some lar- large numbers, plus each one of those generations is at least 21 days long, so it would take forever. But if we could get 90% of people to be immune, either because they had it already or because they took the vaccine, this thing could really be over in a couple of months. Oh, I haven't run the actual I numbers to that. see, but it would... The, the more people we get to do it, and the higher percentage, the quicker this will be over. And that's just pure math. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So what about these poor people in India who got sick and and they didn't know what it was? Yeah. So the headlines 
It said uh, 500 people sickened by a mysterious illness, and we're all going, oh, hell, here we go again. Here we go We're just again. finishing up with this one thing, and now there's another one. Well, when I read the um, the adverse effects, it was like nausea, vomiting. Um, let me see. Do you have something that has the um, the symptoms? Um, let me see. Weakness. I think nausea, vomiting, yeah, seizures, dizziness, loss of consciousness. The seizures is what tipped me off. This seemed like uh, organophosphate poisoning to me. And over there, apparently, they use organochloride. So this would be mosquito mosquito fogging. And when I was a kid, we used to run behind the mosquito fogger, go through our neighborhoods, spraying DDT, and we would just run through it because it was cool. It smelled interesting, uh, which was probably just the kerosene that they used. We got lung full of kerosene and DDT. But um, so this sounded more like a poisoning to me. We had one person died and 500 people got sick. They've all gotten better from what I understand. And they all had nickel and lead in their blood. Right. And that we found that out just today, that they had traces of nickel in their blood. And they found in the blood samples of 10 patients, but they still don't know what the source of the contamination is. But most of them have already turned the corner and are getting better, except for the one person who died. So uh, they think that there's uh, heavy metal poisoning. But that's interesting. Um, Usually that causes more chronic problems and longer lasting problems than this. So um, one of their federal lawmakers tweeted out organochlorines, but he may have been reading my Twitter feed. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he got it from me (laughs) and now I'm reporting it back. But I I, I think other people would have seen the same thing that I did uh, in the, in the symptom complex. And, um, you know, this this article, this is Time Magazine, says if it's proved true, this won't be the first instance of mass pesticide poisoning in India. Three years back, more than 700 farmers in the western state of Maharashtra were hospitalized after exposure to toxic pesticides. Another case, at least 22 children died in a school in eastern India in 2013 after being served contaminated food. Oh, my Lord. Can you imagine? No. Heavy metal contamination is also common with a 2019 report finding more than 40 million Indians in rural areas consume water contaminated with metals, arsenic, and nitrate. I understand that. That's why I wonder if the heavy metal poisoning is just a red herring because this really, to me, still, this was an acute illness. They got sick. One person died. 500 people got sick, but then they're getting better. It sounds to me like some toxic exposure. Well, other state officials had suggested that an organochlorine substance was found in the pesticides. Okay, there you go. So uh, with this remains to be seen, our hearts go out to, you know, these people who uh, just um, got Sick and to the person who died. Mysterious illness in the middle of a pandemic. Right. But does not sound infectious, so we can at least relax as far as that's concerned. But we need to, uh, uh, they probably need to work on some quality control. But, you know, there's malaria in parts of India. And I understand mosquitoes. We need to, I, I don't see that mosquitoes serve any purpose except to feed bats. 
So maybe we could breed a type of mosquito that bats could eat. I hate them. But get rid of the friggin' uh, mosquitoes as far as their stupid proboscis are concerned, which, by the way, is that thing that they stick you with, and then inject you with all these horrible uh, diseases. Let's just go to war on, okay, viruses, then mosquitoes. Probably mosquitoes first. I bet they cause more illness and death in this world than viruses do. Hmm. I don't know the statistics. I'm just guessing. But mosquitoes are a, a big enemy of ours, and they I think enough's enough with the stupid mosquitoes. I agree. All right. Okie doke. Um, anything else you got? Nope. Should we answer questions? Yeah. Um, Except for let's... I mean, I think we've talked enough about the vi- um, the vaccine. But, um, <laughs> well, okay, but, because that's what all of our questions were about this well, week. Well, I, I know, but I mean, so. you may have answered um, yep. Yep. A, a good bit of them. I, I just, I'm just so dang excited that it's here and that we are coming out of this because yep. I'm over it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, there are a couple of good things that came out of it. One, no meetings. <laughs> I like that. Number two, it's a and it's an excuse for anything. If you don't finish something, it's like well, COVID, you know. But um, but the um, third thing is that um, uh, telemedicine has become a thing, and I'm very happy about that. All right. Hey, Doctor Steve, it's Saint Chuck from Twitter. Hey, man. Oh, before we do that, number one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Thank you, Ronnie B. Exactly right. So this may be a dumb question, but do vaccines cause viruses to become stronger over time, similar to antibiotics? Give yourself a bill. I'm going to give you a bell just for an awesome question because um, so what he's asking is, when you give vaccines, do the viruses get resistant to it and end up being stronger than they were before? And you have to kind of define stronger. It could be more infectious, but they could be more infectious and not cause symptoms. That would be the perfect virus, one that you would give to other people readily, but it really didn't do anything to the host. And then it could just reproduce at will and we wouldn't do anything. We wouldn't care and we wouldn't go after it with a vaccine. So that would be a perfect virus. Um there in in theory when you vaccinate against a virus if it is a virus that can easily mutate and you know they can only mutate within a certain range because if they mutate too far you, they can't reproduce or they can't attach to this host and they jump to a different host um so but within that range if they can easily mutate then it is possible that they could mutate um to the point where the specific vac- the antibodies that you're making with the vaccine no longer work. And uh, the, the way to explain that is if there's random mutation in these things and you vaccinate against one population, one strain of the virus, then that strain will die out eventually if the vaccine, if enough people get vaccinated and the vaccine is effective enough. But the other one will will go un, unimpeded. So it will we will be selecting for this other strain. Now, if it is more deadly or easy, more easily transmitted, then, then that's what happens. You get a virus that's more deadly and more easily transmitted. Kind of interesting, though, things like measles, that's never been the case. Measles really hasn't mutated in that way. 
And if it has mutated, it hasn't changed the the efficacy of the vaccine. The vaccine is extremely effective. And uh, in this country, we had eradicated measles. The only cases that we had were cases that came here from from elsewhere until people stopped vaccinating their kids for for measles. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But there is um, a study that showed that maybe they could make the pathogens become more dangerous. And it was a controversial study because it was done in chickens. And a lot of people say it doesn't have any relevance for human vaccination. But, you know, natural selection just makes sense. And this was um, a vaccine for a chicken disease called Merrick's disease. Let me see if I can find something on this. Um, They published a paper showing this seems to have happened with Merrick's disease, a viral infection in chickens. It spreads when infected birds shed the virus from their feather follicles, which is then inhaled with dust by other chickens. Poultry farmers routinely vaccinate against the disease, which keeps their flocks healthy, but does not stop chickens from becoming infected and spreading the virus. Over the past few decades, Merrick's disease has become much more virulent, which some researchers believe is the result of vaccination. Now, they may be right, they may not be. So they did this study. Um, they uh, infected chickens with Merrick's disease virus of different strains known to kind of span the spectrum from low to high virulence. And when the birds weren't vaccinated, infection with highly virulent strains killed them so fast they shed very little virus. Orders of magnitude less. And we talk about this with Ebola. It kills people so fast it's hard for it to spread. Um, and so, but the vaccinated birds, the opposite was true. Those infected with the most virulent strains shed more virus than birds infected with the least virulent strain, which is the definition of virulence, right? So that does kind of make sense. Now, this is a weird vaccine where the, they still become infected and they could still shed virus. They, the vaccine just keeps them from getting sick. So anyway, so yes, maybe, but we haven't really seen that in humans yet. And we're still looking for that universal influenza vaccine, which I understand breakthroughs have been made so that you don't have to get a flu shot every year. You can just get one shot and that'll be it. And then flu can kiss my ass. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Uh Uh-oh. Cool. Great. Well, my question is about COVID. Oh, we missed the the humorous intro. Wait a minute. Here we go. Vaccine trial. Damn Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, that's not going to... Okay, here we go. Sorry. Hey, Dr. Steve, how's it going? Hey, good, man. How are you doing? Cool. Great. Well, my question was about (laughs) COVID vaccine trials. Yes. And um, they are two years long, and I'm wondering about if you get a placebo, are you able to drop out of the trial when the vaccine actually comes ready like six months from now or something? We've already talked about that. Well, uh, we have talked about it. We didn't really talk about this episode, though, did we? Yes. That oh, that was did. part of your monologue. Oh, that's true. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, yes. Uh, they, but the, his point is that the trial is two years long. I have to put stuff into this cal- into this app for two years. That's what I contracted to do. So I'm curious as well if I got placebo... Do they still want me to put in here what happens to me if, you know, if I get sick or not? Because every week, I mean, I'm going to do it now. Let me just do it now, and I'll show you how easy it is because I have this diary. It's called Trial Max, and I have to put in uh, my, 
I pin code. I'm doing that now. And I was surprised at how simple this is because I thought they'd ask, do you have this symptom? Do you have that symptom? It's no, it's just are you sick or not? And if you say no, they're like, okay, thanks. See you next week. And then they put five bucks in your account. So it says, uh, please fill in your COVID illness diary. So I click the button. Have you experienced any of the following? A diagnosis of COVID-19. Fever, newer increased cough, newer increased shortness of breath, chills, etc. Muscle pain, spasm, loss of taste and smell. And I click no, click next, and click save. And that's it. That's the whole thing. I'm done. I just made five bucks while we were talking. That's sweet. It's actually more than SiriusXM is going to pay me. But um, the thing is that I, yes, I'm contracted to do this for two years. So I don't really know the answer to this. If I got placebo and then I get the vaccine because I got placebo, are they still going to want me to do that for two years? Which I will be happy to do it. When we were at the beach, I used all my COVID trial money to pay for drinks for everybody. Oh, that was lovely. That was lovely, wasn't it? (laughs) Just whipped out my COVID card. (laughs) So anyway, that's a great question. Don't know the answer. Um, But they will unblind the studies so that because it's not ethical if you have something that's 94 percent effective that then you've got a a whole population of people who got a placebo and they don't know which one they got. When you know you've got a drug that's effective, you have to unblind the study and and at least inform the people, if not give them the treatment. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is Steve. Hello, Steve. Um, I'm calling because I have a stupid question. Okay, no such thing. A few years ago, maybe back in 2012, I was in a hospital and received 29 units of blood. Oh, so God. 29 units of blood plus two of the FFP. Yeah. Um, Fresh frozen plasma. Um, my question is, since I had those that blood transfused, is so and it was a lot right 29 is a lot that's a lot more than normal but i don't know but do i well if you have seven units in your body and they did 29 units that's a lot that's a lot they redid his blood volume four whole times right a little bit more than that it's crazy is that those people that gave me blood does their DNA show up in my DNA? So if I do like Give a 21 and me test right now, or is it going to show up part of somebody else's, like their history, like their family history, like, you know, like their American? Oh, I know what he's asking. So like if he does, he got 29 units, he's asking, is that those people's DNA? Has he got 29 people's DNA in there? So if he does 23 in me, mm-hmm. it's going to show him all over the world. If he had drawn... If, if number one, if if twenty three and me used blood instead of saliva, and they had drawn it the day after he got the transfusion, then a- absolutely there would be a small amount of other people's DNA in there. But um, blood is mostly red blood cells and plasma, and red blood cells don't have DNA. So the only way you're going to get DNA is if there's a little bit of strands floating around, but also in your white blood cells and then any other cells that shouldn't be in there, like uh, skin cells and stuff, you know, when they puncture you. So uh, it it's, would be totally diluted and very minute and would really only last about a day or two. And then you're back to your own DNA because you don't become a chimera, which is a person that has two different persons DNA in their system uh, just from getting a blood transfusion. So that's the good news. Um, You couldn't 
for example, give yourself a blood transfusion, then go commit a crime. And when they do the DNA, they'd go arrest the person whose blood you stole because that would be a cool way to, to you cool know, trick. That would be a cool, you know, mystery novel. I do know that um, there was a, a case, or it was on a TV show. I'm not sure which it was, where someone was an actual chimera, where they had two, they had um, a twin whose body was reabsorbed by theirs in the womb. And so uh, they reabsorbed their twin, and they had twin. the twin was a fraternal twin, so they had different DNA than they did. And uh, they, could, they committed a crime, and when they did their DNA, it showed up different because somehow the, what was left at the scene was from the twin, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, and one of those maybe once in a... You know, once in the age of the universe type situations that would ever happen. But that is not the case here, that you cannot use that to get out of a crime if that's what you're trying to do. Stop trying to make me an accessory in your crimes. All right. Yo, it's me again. I got another question okay. yeah, about a, DNA. You get to do one, too. Why are the religious freaks saying that the new vaccine for COVID, either Pfizer and or Moderna, change your dna oh my god what kind of nonsense is that i haven't have, heard have that have you heard yet. that one let's see like, can it really this. change your dna will no. it change your dna no and also oh. how bad does it hurt getting something that's 170 degrees below zero <laughs> oh good, that's veins? a good question that's an awesome question i'm glad i listened to the red it doesn't because it doesn't it has to be transported at that but it can be warmed up just before you give it all you're trying to do is keep those lipid particles intact. And, you know, lipid is fat, and fat um, just turns into an oil at the, at the right temperature. And uh, these things really are just kind of little oil droplets, and you don't want them to just, you know, turn into a fat layer at the top part of the thing, and all the mRNA falls to the bottom and then just is no good. So you, you, you're trying to keep those little lipid particles together. And for a little while, you can uh, warm them up to, you know, it was refrigerator cold when they gave me mine. Okay. That's a great question. He's got more to go. Let's see if he came up with some other stuff. This guy's got three questions got in so hurt. far. Excellent All question. Right. Oh, that's it? Well, hey, one more. Will you, <laughs> will, will you, are you going to get the, are you... And Tacey going to get the vaccine? Oh, yeah. We already answered that. Hell, yeah. Tacey can't wait to get it. And I probably already had it. But we'll find out uh, today or tomorrow. And this I'll is affecting know. my life too much. I've, I've had to cancel two things that I've really looked forward to just in the next five days. That because... you were looking forward to, that pajama party with all your hot <laughs> friends. They were going to come over and hang out in their lingerie and no. watch movies. Okay, that is not. It was We were going to wear Christmas t-shirts or Christmas PJs, okay. and that's not the Pajamas same thing. Pajamas or lingerie. And we were so. going to watch Hallmark movies. Flannel, and... p- flannel lingerie is still lingerie. So anyway, they're going to hang around in their lingerie. Let me have my fantasies. Yeah. And, and then I was going to cook for them. And then they were going to be so grateful that, you know. And then we were going to have a Christmas lunch with another set of friends that I never get to see. And um, we're going to probably have to postpone that. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. But listen, the parties we're going to have when this is all over are going to be epic. Yeah. We're going to go to jail. It'll probably kill me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's going to kill me. This stupid (laughs) virus won't kill me. All right. 
Uh, excellent questions, who, dude, whoever you are. You know what I ought to do is see if his other question had a coda on it, too. But, uh, yeah, we're going to take it. We can't wait to take it. All right. How about a more weird medicine-type question? Okay. Dr. Steve, this is Steve, not the doctor. Okay, man. Um, I just turned 16. I'm in pretty decent shape. I run quite a bit, go to the gym. But it seems like the last couple years when my wife and I have sex and I ejaculate in her, it's it has such a feeling it's almost painful. And she thinks I'm in pain. And, and I guess it is kind of in pain, but it's really, really, really good pain. Hmm. It's, it's beyond belief. Hmm. Is it because of my age or I finally learned how to come like an like a, a decent like a normal or, person yeah or what I I don't know uh, but she thinks I'm, I need to see a doctor and I don't know how to explain it to a doctor I can't talk to on the phone like you yeah man so well anyway thank you very much here's the thing that I mean there are things that hurt good right when um, I used to you know, pleasure myself using Vicks VapoRub because that's all I had. Oh, God. <laughs> and somebody asked me, doesn't it hurt? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, I don't recommend it because after there's a switch that goes off in your brain and after you complete the transaction, it doesn't hurt good anymore. Now it just hurts. And it's sort of like, you know, if you um, have sex right after chopping up peppers red peppers and it feels kind of interesting while you're doing it but the second you complete the transaction now it's just abject pain and it's like oh my god oh my god oh my god make it stop and so that's different though but that's uncomfortable he doesn't sound uncomfortable he says that he it's kind of pain but it hurts good i would want to ask him a lot more questions you know because pain with ejaculation can be a sign of medical conditions. It could be a prostate infection. It could be um, a, a stenosis or narrowing of the urethra, which is the tube that is between the prostate and the, the outside world. Um, you could have stones in your urethra. You could have stones in the bladder. Well, bladder really, really couldn't, wouldn't be a problem, but uh, prostate stones possibly. And uh, some medications can cause that. So I'd ask it for a medication history. I would still, look, if you haven't had your prostate checked in a while, I'd get it checked. And tell your primary care, listen, this, I kind of like it, but I, it's different because it's new. And anytime you get something new like mm -hmm. that that's that intense, you probably should get it checked And just out. say pain during ejaculation. He doesn't yep. have to go into it any other than that. Well, I, mean, I, think, I think he has to go into it a little bit deeper than that because he's saying it's not. It, it's sort of pain. And so now I want, that intrigues me. It's like, what, the, what do you mean, sort of pain? I mean, does it hurt or does it not? Mm -hmm. And if it just is pain but he kind of likes pain, well, okay, then it's pain and we need to look into it. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the uh, ejaculation itself is not usually described as being painful. Most people describe it as a sneeze, that feeling that you get just right as you start to sneeze, and but it goes on and on and on for a while. 
and then you get that feeling of that sort of great emptying, which is pretty awesome. I don't, you can't explain it. If you're not a guy, it's really hard to explain. But I think it would be difficult for women to explain the, what their kind of orgasm is, too. If you try to put it into words, how do you do that? Yeah, I'm not interested in Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be interested in doing that mm-hmm. anyway. But um, Maybe you could get Diane to come and talk about it. <laughs> Was that some sort of snarky ass? No, I'm I'm sure she would hate that. I'm sure she would say no. Yeah, we have a friend who probably would come in and try to explain it. You know exactly who I'm talking about. (laughs) And matter of fact, she wants to do dial a date on this show, and that would be pretty fun to do. Um, We have an extremely attractive friend who is looking to have kind of a, a. a boyfriend or a friend with benefits that isn't a jack off. That's not a weirdo. And she's not a weirdo. Oh, that he's not a weirdo. No. Well, she's weird. She's not a weirdo either. She's, no, she's extremely attractive, very smart, has a good job, looking for a guy that fits those criteria also. And that isn't a freaking nutbag because she attracts him. So if you're interested, email me and maybe we can talk. Maybe we can work something out. We'll see. I'm not so sure about this because my track record with matchmaking is terrible. It couldn't be worse. It really could. The times when it's actually worked out, Mm -hmm. somebody had a girlfriend or was married or something and we didn't know it. And then the other times it just has been a disaster, even when I think that it should be. It would be perfect. So, but I'm willing to try this because she asked us to do it. You know. <laughs> well, we can't all get in this studio right now because we're right, see. right, right, right. Well, we wouldn't have the guys in the studio. We'd have them on the phone. But we can't do her in the right. studio or. Right, but then we would have a prize. But yeah, because we're she's exposed to the public without mm-hmm. PPE too much. But um, uh, we would have a prize. You know that we would send them to some place. Like Primland or something for. A I mean, night. with what money? Well, we have we have a, bu- a budget for that stuff. We haven't spent it on anything because mm-hmm. we haven't. Why don't we spend? It would it be on weird medicine money. Our know. date to Primland. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess we could. It's really sort of earmarked for weird medicine. We stuff. could call it a retreat. <laughs> we could do a live broadcast from there. Primland, by the way, I just want to put a plug out for Primland. It is. Um, a place most people don't know about. I'm not sure that I want a lot of people finding out about it. Nope. But it is incredible. It's like, what, 40,000 acres? When you look at the website, it doesn't do it justice. It just looks like a sort of a building plopped in the middle of a field. But it is beautiful. But the it, website picture is is beautiful. It is, but it doesn't even do it justice. I think the, it does. You think it does? You have to drive. It takes 20 minutes just for once you perspective. Get to the gate. Yes, once you get to the gate, it takes 20 minutes to get to the manor house or the hotel part. Right. It's lovely. It is. And um, there's all kinds of outdoor activities, which also like, but this is, no, this is high class. Matter of fact, they had a... We were out uh, the, teaching the boys how to shoot skeet, right? And that's one of the things that they do down there. And um, they were talking about they have this pheasant hunt. And our guide said, yeah, it's $12,000 and it's uh, 10 people and you get all your food, you get lodging, and um, they they vacuum seal the birds and they do all this stuff and you get free drinks. And I'm like, Wow. 
I could get 10 people together to put up 1200 bucks, you know, to get up the $12,000. He's like, no, 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 it's $12,000 a person. They even dress like Downton Abbey. Did you say that already? No. Oh, they even dress like like they're um, Who living does? in. That's what they, they do. They have Downton Abbey hunts. Oh, 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 really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so there's that side of it, but you can just go there and hang out and eat and drink, too. And they've got a saloon with uh, bluegrass music on one night, and they've got a carriage that'll take you there, or you can go by, you know, by... um, uh, They've got a little van that'll take you there. You can just drive there. They have a sommelier who's been on this show. Uh, Carl Kazaks was on this show, and um, he is an incredible sommelier, and now he's in charge of the, all the food and wine stuff. And the food is impeccable. The place is it's the most relaxing place on earth for me. Mm-hmm. Me too. That we can just go there and you can just relax. They've got a spa. We've never used it because we didn't need to. Well, I've never used it because I am with boys. Yeah, well, true. I would like to use it at some point. Okay, well, next time we go, you use that. Okay. And then the boys now go do something else. But you can fish, you can walk, you can just walk in the woods, or you can do nothing. Horseback ride. A lot of people just go there and do nothing. So they're not a sponsor. We just love it. Oh, and then they have an observatory. Yes. Yeah, great point. If you look at that picture online at primland.com, what looks like a grain silo is actually an observatory. They've got a big old 16-inch Schmidt Cassegrain telescope in there. Plus, they've got some littler, you know, 6- and 8-inch Schmitts that they'll take out, and you can look at stuff, and then they take you into the big observatory. It is really, really cool. So uh, check out primland.com. Our buddy Dave Cecil plays up there. That's where we met him, even though we had connections through music, through the people that I used to play music with in Greensboro which was also weirdly coincidental. That's why we started talking. So um, anyway, it's it's awesome, and check it out. We can't wait until the pandemic is over so that Primland can come back to its former glory. Because mm-hmm. like everything else, it's affected everything. All right. Well, um, don't forget uh, all the people at SiriusXM who have, um, you know, been fans of our show or a fan is probably a big a it's a big word, word. But, yeah uh, supporters of our show i've always said we don't have fans tolerate we have that listeners. tolerate our show we can't forget rob sprance and bob kelly greg hughes anthony cumia jim norton travis teft that gould girl lewis johnson paul opcharsky uh chowdy 1008 uh eric nagel roland campos uh, chris's sister uh, sam roberts pat duffy dennis falcone matt kleinschmidt dale dudley Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett, Bernie and Sid, uh, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fizz Watley, whose support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM, channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Thanks, Taste.
Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.